All right. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Isaac in Sri Lanka podcast with the Isaac for Tense Setter. Today's episode is truly one of a kind. Um, and it is an episode that personally, as a fan uh, and as a moderator of this uh, uh, podcast series, I've been looking forward to. Uh, I mean, the moment when I got to know that we were uh, going to uh, have a discussion, uh, we were going to host uh, uh, this uh, legendary person in this podcast, I was truly like intrigued. Uh, and you know, the topic today, uh, I think it suits this uh, person and uh, the kind of journey he has. It's the footsteps of a legendary journey. And my guest speaker today, he is none other than Mr. Bhatia Jayakodi, who is a uh, director at BNS Production, Sri Lanka uh, pop artist and he is truly someone who has revolutionized music uh, in this country of ours. And he has taken this uh, thing called music, this art form into a global audience and has changed the way people look at music in the country. Uh, Mr. Bhati, it's a pleasure uh, and an honor to have you here today with us on this podcast. Thank you very much for, for having me here. And it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's great to see that you guys do things like this. And um, I'm happy to be a part of it as well. Amazing. Fantastic. Uh, so as in general, I, I will be your host uh, for this podcast. I'm Arfa Nazar, current uh, National Director for Incoming Global Talent of ICG Sri Lanka for the term 2021. All right. Um, so Mr. Bhatia, moving on to some of the most interesting questions. Uh, and just before we get into a little, where we dig deep into some details, I just want to know how have you been lately and what have you been working on these days? Well, uh, things have been really hectic. Uh, for the last whole year because even uh, we were hit by COVID. Uh, see, apart from uh, being Bhati and Santosh, we also have about five or six other operations, five or six companies. So these companies are essentially <clears throat> extensions of the entertainment industry or the advertising industry or the, or the, the, the production industry. So when these are extensions, uh, when the country is affected, the first thing which is hit is advertising and entertainment and then we had a bit of a rough time and uh, we had to come out of it and we found new ways to come out of it and because of the alternative uh, you know uh, the alternative avenues that that we choose uh, chose to go in in terms of uh, work uh, things have been a bit hectic because we had had to readjust all our schedules we had to change our schedules and 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 things were a little bit hectic, but now things are coming into a state where we are getting used to it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, so just like uh, before we go into a bit of that, uh, you, you mentioned about like different ventures. And um, I think for an, for an average Sri Lankan person, maybe a, like, for example, like the audience that we are mostly dealing with here, young people. Uh, and I don't think a lot of them really know, or maybe some of them don't really know what uh, Bharti and Sankush do apart from music. So maybe you could just give us a little bit of an indication as to how okay. your... So, so what happened was how we how we expanded into like a corporate was, see, we came to sing when we were very young. We were about 20. He was 21, I was 22. By the time we made the album and by the time we launched the album, I was 23 and he was 22. So we were quite young and when we hit the peak of our career also, we were at a very young age. So coming from a background where we had done our school education, we had done our degrees and then we had started to do good jobs and then we gave up and came into arts. Mm -hmm. uh, we were struggling how to, <clears throat> how to get into that framework first. So once we got into that framework, 
what we did was uh, we basically analyzed the industry and we quite realized that the copyright the copyright or the intellectual property part of this industry was not really working in this country which mm-hmm. meant a lot of people had to purely depend on concerts and activations as as we say so activations and concerts for to make their daily living which mm-hmm. was not a very good state because the moment the country goes into a lockdown or there is a bomb at at that time there were so many you know we had That's the war country had issues this stops first and then you're in big trouble even now you saw when when the covid situation it's how it was so in that kind of situation what we did was we quite analyzed where we were and uh, we first went into the audio business as in the audio studio business because we knew that we had we had to basically uh, basically how can i put it we had to backward integrate into our own own kind of business in order to uh, to survive stably on a long term so first we made this studio bns studios and then uh, bns studios started expanding then we renamed it called sarigama music because we didn't want mm-hmm. because when you say bns studios only people who want bns style comes there but this is a studio this is open for everybody so we started the first studio then we we went on to the second studio third so now we have about five studios operating so that was our first uh, kind of a business venture that we went into and then then after that we went into shooting because we were doing all our clips all our videos and then we went into a company called sgm films so film started doing bns productions and now they are doing a lot of these tv commercials that you all see online and even the audio is doing a lot of work variant and similarly we went into showtown showtown was one of our biggest leaps that we took back in the day so when showtown came into play we did it to do our own concerts because when we wanted to do very very innovative things uh, the usual event companies the event managers were quoting very high prices where it was not competitive for us to do those things and we couldn't afford to do it basically mm-hmm. so we started our own team with showtown and showtown grew to such an extent that now showtown is is one of the biggest companies biggest event companies in the country which which engages with so many corporates so many blue chip companies the government then we have sri lankan clients we have overseas clients we have done overseas hotel launches so so that that company has grown beyond what we actually ever imagined that it would grow to then from there onwards uh, we invested or we 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 got into the real a uh, real a uh, real technology part with a company called sgm technologies where we are doing vr we are doing ar uh, we are making certain apps we are doing a lot of digital work we are doing 3d we are doing animation we are doing vfx so that company has also grown beyond and now we are doing a lot of client work a lot of third party work including bns work then we are also into the space where we have a company which deals in song and creativity so that the uh, so we have a, a record a company sdm tunes so that you can see on youtube we have a phenomenal growth on that as well and sdm tunes is one of our companies and we have a few other things which are not really related to what you would like to know as in those are other <laughs> ventures we have just invested but then this company grew so we started from a two man operation bati and santosh to about 100 plus people 
working in, under the same roof and 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 the the group of companies have really grown and people are part of it from day one so so it's like a big team it's like it's like a big big family yeah no uh, to be honest like uh, why i wanted to even push into that question like in, at the very beginning was uh, because uh, i remember watching um, i remember watching your one of your shows i was actually born in kuwait i remember back in it was around 2004 to 5 it was you and santosh you guys came to kuwait and you were quite young i remember you were quite young at that time uh, it was at your school uh, life uh, it was at your school right yes 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 uh, so i i remember and uh, i was uh, intrigued and as i as, as we grow up you know we learn about things we learn about businesses and we learn about how you actually stabilize brands and when i when i actually started reading about what you were doing and the kind of operation that you had going i i was intrigued like it takes a lot from being an artist to being someone who creates art but to have to build an a community around that i think that is very marvelous all right so going into uh, an interesting element about your life which i think is your childhood um because i'm pretty sure like we hear a lot about how uh, bns started and the way that you have emasculated such um a fan base and how you have created this uh, brand around yourself but i want to know in your childhood how was school life how was just growing up uh, uh, and you know some of those unfor- unforgettable experiences like we all go through as children uh, so maybe a bit about that maybe we'll touch into your childhood a bit and how was that process like for you okay so uh, my childhood actually i don't have anything to complain about it was a very nice childhood uh i don't have a sob story behind it or a sad story or whatever that i have to say because i was born to two wonderful parents and my father was working in the army he went to the very top of the army and 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 then he he passed away also at his peak uh while he was in in dhaka and my mother uh stayed at home she did work and she used to teach piano and and she had a very very solid background uh, in terms of uh, piano music and and she can sing very well though she won't come out and sing she's very shy to sing in public so she can sing very well and my father's side also uh, except for my father basically most of the other family members can play the guitar play and do a lot of things and then my father's side if you take the he has his siblings who are into various professions like law business uh, we have got an architect in the family so it's it's like a array of things and my father was an army officer so i essentially grew up in a very very uh, very very army kind of a military kind of a kind of an environment where we used to live in quarters because uh, my father used to go from place to place and when i was essentially when i was born immediately after about a year uh, my mum had gone to stay with my dad he was in ampara and then from ampara they shifted to trinco so i was very young and then uh, my father went to uh, india for a course in 1980 and in 1980 they can take their whole family when they travel so i essentially started schooling uh, properly in india so i went to school in india for about 3 uh, to 4 years and i came back to sri lanka and my initial uh, i learned uh, in i think it was english english medium was where i started my education uh, 
and as a part of it i had to learn hindi as well so my hindi skills were quite good at that time because i i i could talk and write and stuff but now my speaking skill and my writing skill is not so good but i can understand mostly a uh, lot of hindi and and uh, one problem was that you know from the age of about 3 or 4 i used to have this problem with my speech so my father and mother tried to take me to a lot of places they went to doctors they went to various you know places of worship and tried to do a lot of things but it did not work out but then my father was uh, my mom was very supportive in terms of when i get stuck she used to try to help me but my father was completely the opposite he's like no put him in deep water so that he comes out of it because if you keep doing it you're not going to be there for the rest of his life yeah. he used to say that from from a long time so so but we had a loving family we were very close yeah. and then i started to play the i started to play the piano when when i was about 6 years old and my mom sent me to classes and she was actually my teacher at home so she used to make me practice and do all that and uh that was a good part of my life and then when i entered school i uh, and then uh, after i entered anand uh my schooling career the initial part of my schooling career i was little bit i was not shy but i was not i was a little bit uh, conscious about my speech problem so i can very well remember there was this one uh, guy right his name is indika indika leenage who is now in australia indika and i was in year 6 and uh, i really like to sing so every week we had this assembly where uh, where every class you know asked somebody to go and do something drama singing but the only part that i couldn't do was i had to go on stage i had to say my name and then my class and what i am here to do I was really nervous because I I used to get petrified and then I can't speak at all, so I get stuck. Mm-hmm. So I can remember Hindi ka Hindi ka Hindi ka didn't sing, so Hindi ka said me was Hindu kiya da asana. Abi young me mama tenna umbathe ka do attack pa kiya na mama kiya na me me abhi aave me pantiyeng okko ma gelo ba Hindu kiya ba mama nikha shape ke support karan. So he told me that and I still remember that and and he and I are still in touch. So in year six. those kind of things happen and then in school i started to do a lot of extra activities and when i realized that my stammer was a thing that would make me uh have to work harder than the others to achieve certain things i really put my effort and that is when i be- i started becoming the bathia that you guys know that literally focused and really focused and 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 going to the end goal that started at that point so that was around year year 8 9 and i became a part of a lot of societies i was in the intra club i was a scout then i became a president scout uh, then i became a prefect then i became the dhp of the school and 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 so many more that i played tennis in school and i was a you know so 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 a lot of things then i also joined the broadcasting unit though i had the stammer i wanted to do it so 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 a lot of things happened in my life which 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 were really good things and my school my school anand college gave me a lot and also scouting gave me a lot i will i will tell you a small experience i had so when uh, i was a, a scout there was a abroad there was a uh, there was a tokyo hambari right it was happening in japan 
and the Japanese Scouts Association sends two invites, fully paid, with their tickets and everything, fully paid to the Scouts Association here. And the Scouts Association asks all schools and Scouts troops to send applications. But they give each school like about 10 applicants or five applicants. I can't remember how much it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, at that time, my school didn't, uh, the, the teacher in charge, I don't blame him. I see because he would have thought if I send this guy who stammers and if he can't get through, it will be an unfair chance for somebody who can speak very well. You get my point. Mm-hmm. So he would have thought that. So I'm still not angry because I understand his thing. He wanted to give a, a fair chance to somebody else who can really get through. So my name was not nominated into it, though I was one of the most senior guys in the in the group at that time. So then what I did was I, I went independently and I applied. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the two who got chosen, all island by one of the two who got chosen. So then again, I came back to school and I went as a, as a, as a part of the Anand College Scout Troop. But Anand College, the Scout Troop, the Interact Club, uh, the band, I, I, and I, I was in the first brass band of the school. And then we were the inaugurative members of the college band, as in the proper group. What you see, mm-hmm. you can, I think uh, there's a clip on. Uh, on uh, YouTube um, where me and uh, Aminda and myself are in school places, we are singing. So that's from the band. We were the first guys who started the band. So I was very active in school. And my parents then after that, uh, I did my A-levels. So when I came, when I did my O-levels, I passed with flying colors. But then when it came to A-levels, because of being a prefect, running around, doing a lot of extra activities, really had a bit of a toll. So I couldn't get into a Sri Lankan university. So I got into a, a place called IICS, which now you guys call IIT. Mm-hmm. Right? But you guys know as IIT. So did IIT and uh, passed out. And I was a graduate. Then I did a job for some time. And then we started Bhadi and Santosh. So you guys know thing beyond that. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, actually, like, um, first of all, like, I would, re- I would like say this out that you really had an amazing school life. I mean, you kind of did everything. <laughs> so that's very nice. Uh, but I remember this interesting story. Uh, I mean, I was, I think it was when I was like right around 12. Um, and my mom said this to me once, uh, it was uh, about your stammering. Uh, and she was like, so this, this guy in Sri Lanka, so he's like one of the best artists out there. And he had the stammering problem as a kid and, you know, he couldn't speak, but when he sings, that doesn't, it's not there. And then that was, that was the kind of story that she told me about dedication, conviction, and passion. And um, I was very intrigued. And, you know, as I, as I kept watching you when your interviews and when you spoke, I studied that. And when you were singing, I was just another person and that problem was not there. And I, I, now I kind of understand, like, that was what you were pushing for. Uh, and yeah, also now, now, cause you told me that problem, if anybody is hearing, everybody would ask, you know, you can sing when you talk, what happens? So this is an explanation that I got from a proper medical person. See your brain has two parts to it. One part mm-hmm. is to do logical things. The other part is to do creative things. Mm-hmm. So the rewiring or the short circuit in my brain must be in my logical part because the logical part basically controls the speech creative part controls the singing mm-hmm. so it's two different mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, all right. So, Mr. Martin, like we talked about your school life, we talked about some of the ventures you're doing in business. So, what I wanted to know is, this is something I picked up um, when I, I was I was part of this symposium you recently went to Fusion Week. Uh, and you were speaking in this panel, and I remember you and Santosh talked about uh, when you brought out, when you came out with Bhatia and Santosh, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, criticism, and there was a lot of there were a lot of people who said like certain things, like you were you know you were changing the culture and you were introducing something new, and you know since this podcast was also about trendsetters, then it's very ideal, like it is ideal for me to talk about this. So, how hard was it? I think at that time for you when you came out with music and when you brought um, this new essence to music and when people were questioning uh, this element of whether is this music the right kind of music that we Sri Lankans need to listen to how was it at that time how did you cope with it and how did you plan all right this is what I'm going to do no, next it, and this is see, see, see when you come into anything that see when you do anything that you do with a proper objective and it's not for the wrong reasons because see most of uh, the people coming into the entertainment industry come for the fame and for the money but then for us it was not that there was an objective of why we wanted to do it because see the objective of why we wanted to do was Sri Lanka in in schools and in a lot of places there's a fundamental problem that young people had at that time I don't know whether it's there now but I think it's there still to a certain extent the extent was we have two extremes of people that is one art who says that uh, only local things are good and they, they are a very patriotic, extreme patriotism. Then the other side is, no, local things are not good, only international things are good. So you get these two small crowds trying to make a lot of noise. These are the guys who still make noise. Even if you take Facebook, it's not the, the majority which makes noise. The majority is silent. They are well balanced. It's only extreme groups that makes noise, but the way they make the noise, you feel that Everybody's making noise, right? So it is not, it is a, 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 you know, two small groups. So we were in the middle, we were part of the majority where we wanted to be Sri Lankan, but at the same time be international and to be, uh, you know, Sri Lanka, a brand which is Sri Lankan, but truly international brand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, or rather an international brand, which is truly Sri Lankan. I'll put it the other way, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so having that objective, we came to do what we did. So we had a proper focus. So whenever we people came up with accusations and all, we didn't take it personally. We looked at everything objectively. So when you look at those things objectively, it's very easy for you to evaluate and say, okay, no, uh, no, this has no base to it yes this has some base to it right so say for example for example now there was one person who wrote who was really giving us a big hit on on paper right about our words our lyrics in our song so what we did was we got that person to come and write for us we didn't go to counter him because we understood there was from so Hilar and Kasim Right, he's one of the best singular writers who's a who's a Muslim, but he's a super singular writer. So we got him to come and write, right? And he's one of our best writers up to date. Chandni Paila, Kirikodu, Katu Pempetu, Mitanabratalta, 
<laughs> you name it there are so many hits one after the other so when you are objective and when you have a vision and when you know where you want to go however much things people say you take everything objectively you don't take it personally yes. that helps you get things and to reach your goal very true very true yes and i i think like a lot of the listeners can really take a lot from that because um what has fascinated me because i mean i ideally everyone is seeking or trying to become a trend setter by the end of the day you're trying to do something which is different but um i really i think the story that especially how bns did it is something very different and it's something that people can take a lot of all right uh, so mr bhartia so we had a good set of questions can i ask now... a question for you as well because you yeah. you 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 posed a question which you didn't know that you were posing a nice question see all right everybody is trying to become a trend setter what is a trend setter what is a trend setter trend setter is essentially a guy or somebody a girl or a person who provides a solution to a social problem who brings out a new way of seeing things which will help people in solving a problem or which will cater to a need which has not been catered to at the moment so as i said it's the same thing they have a vision or to change an industry or a society 360 to 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 make them see things in a completely different way or do things in a completely different way bring in a entire 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 paradigm shift those are people that you call trend setters so then again it boils down to that objective and the vision i was actually i was having the word paradigm shift right in my mind that you just said it out um yes true uh, because i think uh, i think in vision what what happens in vision is essentially that you see things in a way that things can be challenged and things can be done in a much more different way and that's where The, the people who are able to see that are the people who are able to like create something very different. And uh, yes, very true. And thank you for also clarifying that point for us once again. So, uh, Mr. Basi, I want to go into a, a, a bit of an entertaining and a very different section uh, of this podcast, and it's called the rapid fire round. Um, so, I'll ask you a series of questions from your choice, and you can just give a quick answer. Uh, we just want to see how what is your thinking process like, and uh, just just a bit more about you. Okay um so I'll go with the first question so what if you had to spend 100 days on a desert alone what three things would you take with you and why if you had to spend 100 days alone you have three things i can choose or do i have yes. to say just say three things that you would take hmm the three things that i would take is yeah. something that i can use as a shade maybe an umbrella <laughs> right all right i would take a massive sheet to cover myself mm-hmm. right okay and i would take adequate supply of water <laughs> all right so you take something to cover yourself something to like protect you from the hot scorching sun and something to drink yes that's it <laughs> wonderful all right uh, i think this one um, i think this one we'll get a very interesting answer and i uh, what i want to know is what is the most interesting and rewarding thing about being an artist the most interesting and rewarding thing about being an artist is is the feeling that you get when you create something 
right? Mm-hmm. So there is two folds to this. The first is when you start creating a song and when you hit that sweet spot of that creation, it brings so much of adrenaline, it creates so much of emotion in you. And it's a very personal space. You're not sharing it with anybody, not your wife, not your girlfriend, not your, not anybody. It's a very personal thing. And that, that feeling for that time is a different story. Ah, I've got a hit here. Mm-hmm. Right. Then the other, other moment is when you perform in front of a crowd and you see the crowd moving to it. Mm-hmm. See the reaction of the crowd, how it affects people. That is the second thing. And the third place is when people tell you how your creation is so personal to them and what their personal experiences are with that creation. Sometimes it's something that you don't even think when you create. Now say for example, we have a song called called Hitabhava Nemane. Hitabhava Nemane, to some people, some people tell, you know, I listen to that song and I think about my ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Some people say, oh my God, my father was in hospital at that time and this song really takes me to that. So that's the sad side of the story. But then we get other stories. I hit my husband while I was listening to your song. <laughs> I, I met my boyfriend during that time. You know, we had our baby with, you know, while listening. So those kind of experiences really take you to a good place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think it's what people associate, because uh, nowadays, like music is something that people associate like feelings or moments to it. And it just becomes all the more magical. All right. Um, I don't know if you've had many of these, but uh, maybe what was the most embarrassing moment on stage uh, that maybe you remember to this very day? I don't know if you've really had any of this. Most embarrassing has been when we were very young, when we first started to perform, uh, the bands couldn't play our sound because we were getting a very new sound. So we used to take tracks. So here we are in Ambalangoda playing for a massive audience, essentially a very mass crowd who really enjoy the punch of the band and we are playing with a disc and so the disc is playing and we're singing and suddenly that disc player breaks in the middle of it and everybody starts hooting and because people don't know BNS was not a big brand at that time so so that was the most embarrassing thing but beyond that I think all the kind of incidents on stage now is a part and parcel and we enjoy twist and turning ourselves uh, to, to really solve those problems at that time. Wonderful. All right. Um, this is something that I, w- I really want to know as well. So like what's heavily played on your music playlist right now? I want to know like what does Bhatia Jaikoti listen to? Well, I listen to a lot of things. I'm not a guy who just, you know, listens to one kind of a genre. I have got singular music. I've got the new singular music. I've got old singular music. I've got English music. I've got the... Billboard top 100 every month. I have the Billboard top 100 on my playlist. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Mozart, I've got Orchestral, I've got Andrea Bocelli, um, mm-hmm. I've got Arijit Singh, I've got Sonu Nigam on it. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've got Eminem, I've, you, you name it. And you know, I've got Post Malone, I've, I've got <laughs> Post Malone, I've got Nicki Minaj, you, you name it, I've got, I've got most of it. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. Um, so uh, what has been your favorite travel destination and why? I think by far up to date, the most serene and the relaxing 
travel destination I've been to is Fiji. Mm -hmm. Because Fiji is still 70% is hovered in trees. And those mm -hmm. people take it so easy and hype is a bit very laid back, right? Mm -hmm. And still, still clean. I, I, it takes me back to the uh, early 1980s when we were very young. Uh, where, you know, they said that, you know, there's a lot of cars on the road. This is the peak time of traffic. And it looked easily, it looked like a Sunday morning on a Kalapa road. <laughs> Right, and and that was the most serene place, and and it's not too cold, too hot. Fiji was my my best experience. But beyond that, of course, I've been to Switzerland, all these places, beautiful places. But then it's either too cold or something. Mm -hmm. well, all right, um, <laughs> this is something interesting as well. So, if you were not a musician, what would you be doing? I would have been doing a corporate job because see, I did my. Uh, my management degree in marketing and corporate finance was my two majors. Then I joined CTC for some time and, and I was working. So I would have been in a corporate job. I would have been in a blue chip company or maybe some other corporate, but it would have definitely been, a, been in a corporate job. Most of my friends who joined together with, you know, in the same batches are now either GMs or CEOs or directors of most of the companies. And, and I would have definitely been doing a corporate job, but I wouldn't have been happy as I am today. Yeah, true. Um, so I think uh, I'll go for the final uh, rapid fire question. Um, so it would be like, uh, would you prefer the ability to fly or the ability to read minds? Definitely read minds. <laughs> oh my God. Like I, I would just imagine you being in a concert and so many people thinking different things and uh, it would be very interesting to know what all of No, it's very, it's, 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 it's very easy because see, when you can read a person's emotions, you can know what they don't like, what they like, and you can really, really make them happy all the time. Mm -hmm. True. You would avoid making them unhappy. So you get the power to make them happy most of the time. Wonderful. All right. Um, so we'll go back into the main questions. And I think this is something that uh, we could really talk about with what's been happening um, in the world right now uh, with COVID-19. Uh, and, you know, one of the key industries that has been affected by the pandemic has been the music industry. And what I've noticed is a lot like different industries, they're trying to like pivot around this. They're trying to evolve their business model to see how they can deliver a better experience and at the same time remain relevant. Um, so Mr. Bhati, what I want to know is like during this, during the pandemic and even maybe after, how do you see like your brand music in the sense, how does this industry, what can it do to remain relevant and what are the kind of things that you are planning or you have done at the moment? Well, as, as BNS, I would, I would just start off as a company. So Showtown, I went, um, we, we immediately, when the COVID lockdown happened, we immediately started exploring virtual reality events so 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 proper virtual events mm -hmm. so we went down and we took the risk and we went and basically invested in equipment needed for, for virtual events we invested in 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 things when people were not going to invest because we saw that there will be a change the way the industry does things so we invested heavily in the space of doing virtual events. So that really paid off for Showtown. And now even BNS, we 
started looking, say, say the concepts were not there. So we started looking at other things what we could do. So we are coming up with a very innovative, virtual, a proper virtual, like a really immersive virtual event, which we are doing now. We have been planning for three months, three or four months. And then beyond that, we got involved in the, the program called the, the, the voice. So we are on the voice because usually what happens is with our tours, uh, our, you know, our broad shows, the tours and the shows that we do, we don't get the chance to get involved in such programs. Uh, so after 15 years, after Sirasa's Superstar One, after about 15 years, we are now back on screen with the voice. So yeah. we, we have adopted many strategies and we are coming up with our brand new album, which is coming out in June. So, so, uh, uh, so we have gone back to the creative space and we are doing a lot of shoots, a lot of productions. So we have changed the whole strategy from being occupied with shows. Okay, that's not happening. So let's get occupied with a lot of other things, a lot of new things. And we have grown our YouTube over this, you know, this, this pandemic period. We have been on Instagram. So we have, we have taken a different strategy on how we address the fans. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, and yeah, I think um, what was very interesting about like the, this entire period was that, um, when, when, especially when I was following um, DNS on your Instagram and when I was seeing like the kind of engagement that you were promoting, it was very thoughtful. Uh, like, you know, in the sense, like what, what, like we saw certain artists, especially during the pandemic, they were like, okay, we're going to take time and we're going to get back to this once this is done. But there were certain artists who like, no. It's fine that the landscape has changed, but that doesn't mean like the message we deliver should change. You just need to adapt. And I and I really real like saw the agility in the way you were transmitting your business and your brand uh, and your art form out there, um, which was very interesting. All right. Um, so I think I'll jump into a question on in terms of creativity and art. So what is your definition of music? What does it truly mean to you as a person? And um, like how has music contributed to you um i mean maybe let's talk maybe let's talk about it in a spiritual perspective how has that been very like important to you music has always been an important thing in my life because because with my speech problem the only space that i i felt that i could unleash 100% of my potential was in this from a younger age so I, 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 even when I was small, this is a very interesting story. When I was, you know, starting from the age of maybe eight to around the age of 18, when I go to sleep, I always think I play it, you know, so most days we used to play songs on a tape, cassette, and then we used to play the cassette and then close my eyes and the fan would start rotating. I would think that's my plane, that's my propeller, that I'm traveling all the world singing and I never knew that this would have become true. But then this was a space that I always was there. I used to come after school, I used to practice a lot. So that was, this was a form uh, of art or, or maybe something that I did to make me feel like, like, you know, I'm at 100%. And even today, because of what I do, because of music, everything has become possible. We have become a brand. We are investing in businesses. All those things. Why? Because of music. Music is the is the core of this. So, as an artist on, on a spiritual level, it is everything to me. Very true. Um, 
Okay, uh, so Mr. Vatya, like uh, before we jump into the final couple of questions, uh, what I want to know is like, um, you know, you are someone who, as you said, like someone who is looked up or looked upon by the youth in a very big, significant way. Like we, we really follow you and we follow your actions and what you have done and the kind of way you and the, the ways you've inspired others. Um, so what would be your message uh, to the young people of this country? Because especially, uh, let's talk about the people who are coming into the industry, people who want to create music, people who just want to try to do something different every day. What would be your message to them? Very uh, effectively, my message is, I think I told you at the start also, whatever you're doing, put 100% focus on it. And also have a long-term focus and a strategy on it as well. Because if you do it with a short-term objective, you will never get to where you want to go. So when you do anything, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Because brands and personalities are made only with vision, right? Only with vision and uh, a lot of passion for what you do. And that's the, that's the, the fundamental of of, of, of making yourself into a successful brand or an icon or whatever you call it. And having a positive effect on society because you can become a brand or an icon who has a negative effect on society, but that doesn't bring you any joy. That doesn't bring your family any joy. That doesn't bring society any joy. That doesn't do anything for anybody except bring bad vibes and destruction. So any young, person out there, whatever you want to do, sky is the limit. You don't have to get stuck in this frame, you know, that, that we have all been taught to be stuck in. Just spread your wings. And also there is a frame in your life between 18 to 30. That's the time that you can take maximum risk in your life. Please do take the maximum risk because after that, the risk taking capabilities drop because of so many responses. Yes, there are a few people, one-off people who take risks at 40 and they make it. But 20 to 30, 18 to 30 or 18 to 28, that's the window that you guys have to go out there and experiment everything that you have to do. Take risks because that'll take you to the to where you want to go in style. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so Mr. Bhatia, like before we close this podcast, uh, it would not be uh, it would not be right uh, for me uh, for me and not even like even the audience would would uh, be disappointed me if I let you go without like hearing some uh, hearing some verses from any song that you would want to do. Uh, and uh, okay, I'll sing I think you a new. I'll sing you one of our new songs. Uh, uh, <coughs> I'll play the track. I'll play the track in the background. Uh, hold on. Hold Just on. trying to find. Ah, where is this now? Yes. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to play Aikale Adare, a small part of it. I was I was just gonna ask that. Okay. Kandulak no di 
I don't know if you're going to believe this but I I assume that you were going to ask like you tell me a song and this was the song that was like playing in my head when I was going to ask you that question. See I, I, I need your mind now. <laughs> <laughs> you started working your magic right now itself. Okay then um so uh finally Ms. Avatya thank you so much for your time for like everything. Um I would not just say for the for the actions that you do but the lifestyle you live the way you inspire young people and this conversation that you had with us and the people who are listening to this I'm pretty sure you transformed us in a way with your music with your voice with your passion and everything you do uh perfect just perfect thank you for being a part of this we really love you and we appreciate you and we are looking forward to maybe the infinite albums that you'll be putting out and we are going to be the first in line to get those as well thank you thank so you much, for, much for inspiring the generation thank you very much for having me on your show all the best thank you thank you thank you very much mr bhavi So ladies and gentlemen that was it um for the Isaac in Sri Lanka podcast episode um we had a legendary guest here today with us and uh, these are some of those moments and some of those conversations that we are looking forward to having uh with all of the great people that we bring out here uh th- these are the kind of moments that i think that as young people we live for and these are the kind of moments that i believe that as young people we want to get inspired and we want to uh see that different potential can be brought out uh, uh in from the guests that we bring so thank you for being a part of this podcast with us and just to give you an update that we're going to be bringing so many different guests and unique uh people into this podcast as you can see the lineup that we had so far was really interesting and we're looking forward to replicating this in the same way in the coming future as well uh thank you for being a part with us uh, thank you for really enjoying um, all of this with us and today was such an interesting episode i have to say uh and yes uh, we'll see you in the next one